This is Bush League. I'm your host, Carl Lundgren, and with me is my partner in crime, the Ying to my Yang, Mr. Kenny Greencorn. And on the board, we got Taryn Midzane. And a new addition to the team this week, Sam Isaac. He's going to be the second secondary on the board there. Hello. We still can't take phone calls, though, folks, because after all, we have two board guys, and this is Bush League, but we still can't take phone calls. <laughs> but we're going to get there eventually. We're probably, probably in time for the season to be over. But... Anyways, all right, with well, St. Patrick's Day, everybody. St. Patrick's Day, great great for the Abbotsford Canucks because we're all wearing green. Um, actually, I just realized I'm not even wearing my jersey. I'm, I'm recording this, so there you go. But uh, regardless, St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick. Get that oh. St. Alvin, Patrick Alvin. Mm. So I want to kind of lead in with one. that. First of all, Kenny, how are you doing? I am doing great. Yeah, you're doing I am good? doing great, yes, I hear sir. you're on vacation this week, so... You don't have all the people yelling at you in the grocery store. No, I'm on vacation. I've been relaxing, and uh, it's been very nice. Oh, that's very awesome. nice. Yeah, yeah. For those that don't know, Kenny is a store manager uh, in a grocery chain, and uh, like I said before, my my favorite joke is that's really just code for people get to yell at me all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> it has its moments. That's for sure. <laughs> the employees, the bosses, the, the people. But anyways, I used to work at the grocery grocery industry. That was my first job. So that was my first job too. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sixteen. I was in the meat meat department, cleaning out all the guts and uh, the bones. And I always had to deal with the customers coming in asking for like teriyaki seasoning and like to reach into the bones to get the the bone bins and yeah. all the blood to get all the fat and blood for soups. Well, that I know that you're good at you're good at handling meat. So uh, I know that for a fact. <laughs> <laughs> okay. that's what I, I don't know. Anyway, this is a horrible joke. Okay, so Patrick Alvin, you know, he, we were over a year with him now, about 15, 16 months in. He started with us January 26th last year. Uh, so where are we at with him so far? How does everybody feeling overall? I want to kind of just look at some of the trades, the things that he's done, mm-hmm. some of the highlights, see what we think of Patrick. Is it uh, St. Patrick or is he uh, otherwise? Oh, I don't know if I'd call him a saint, that's for sure, but... Uh... I mean, we could take. You want to break down some of these trades? Let's break down some of the trades and see kind of how they've how they've kind of panned out. I mean, well, first thing I wanted to mention, and I'll let you kind of take us through the most recent ones. But one thing I want to remind people about was, uh, you know, first of all, Travis Hamannick. Yeah, we were struggling with him since the birth of the Abbotsford Canucks as we started this show. We were having issues with him with, uh, you know, COVID protocols and things like that. So I was great grateful to see him go for a third round pick. Uh, so I think things kicked off really good in this whole sequence. But take it from there, Kenny. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, obviously there were those early trades, right? DiPietro and Myrenberg, um for Studnika, Dickinson, and a second rounder for Riley Stillman, who they just obviously turned into Josh Bloom. Uh, third round pick uh, in 2021 from Buffalo. And uh, he's currently playing for... Uh, well, Carl, you might know these guys, North Bay Battalions. Hey, hey, hey. I'm my old stopping grounds. Yeah, he's got 49 points in 46 games so far. So, I mean, uh, not bad. Who knows what he could become, but obviously just uh, uh, really just trying to get something back for him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, sure. I mean... Uh, Third round is pretty good back for him, but yeah. I you know, uh, agreed, yeah. I mean, uh, Canucks obviously acquired Ethan Bear uh, and Lane Pedersen for a fifth round pick. Or and a fifth round pick, sorry, from Carolina for a fifth round pick. So and that like, was a steal right there. We talked about yeah. that in previous episodes, what a steal of a trade that was. And that, you know, Ethan Bear for the amount that we're paying him, the production, especially filling a slot that we desperately needed help mm-hmm. at. What a great trade that was. And then Lane Pearson's been playing great as well. Like he's been really filling out well in in Abbotsford there. And, you know, he was doing great. I mean, yeah. we lost him to for nothing, right, on the waiver wheel, but I mean Yeah. 
It's just price of doing business, right? Uh, yeah. Ethan Bear, though, I think, uh, I hope the Canucks sign him. I think he fills a good spot on the right side, uh, one that we need. And I believe he's, I don't know, Taryn, if you can correct me on this one, but I believe he's up at the end of this year. Do we need to resign him after this? I can find out for you. That'd, be, that'd be awesome. I, I, Ethan, Ethan Bear? I think so, right? This year or next year? Ethan, okay. It's Ethan, Ethan Bear's contract? Yeah, That's Ethan correct, Bear's yeah. Contract. Beauty. Um, they... Uh, Obviously, they they flip Wyatt Kalanick to the Rangers for future considerations, which I have no... I've tried digging it up. I don't know what those future considerations are. Um, Luke Shen went back to Toronto for a third-round pick, which I think was yeah. was good. I, I was, I was happy for with a that. second round, but yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want anything anything. We weren't going to be able to re-sign Shen, so we got something yeah. that would... Actually, here's the, here's the thing. I've actually heard rumblings that he really wants back in Vancouver... And that we might be able to sign him at a discount next year, and then we just got a free draft pick. So hey. we'll see what happens. He's he's done it before. So um, we acquired Kravtsov from the Rangers for Lockwood and a seventh round pick in 2026. So obviously, um, yeah, I mean, we gave. I mean, a seventh round. I don't even know why. Just throw it in yeah, there, yeah. I guess. Well, um, Lockwood was one that we didn't want to lose. But you know. it's true. It's true. But the upside, I think, Kravtsov has. I mean, this guy's a, f- a former first-round draft pick and uh, obviously hasn't lived mm-hmm. up to that potential, but um, saw something kind of interesting uh, in last night's Canucks game where they they kind of put Kravtsov with Drys and Kuzmenko. And I don't know, uh, I, was, I was looking at that when I was watching the game and I was thinking, maybe they're trying to utilize Kuzmenko to see if he can drive a line, uh, you know, yeah. instead of just being yeah. a complementary player to a line. Because Kravtsov's got skill. I mean, who knows what happens if you put him with uh, with Kuzi, right? And uh, Dry's obviously a, a decent center that plays a, a pretty solid two-way game. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens there. But Kravtsov could be kind of a diamond in the rough. Yeah. I don't know what your thoughts are on him. but Yeah, I don't really have a lot of thoughts on him so far. I haven't seen him play much, so I'm going to just keep watching and seeing. Um, but I, I definitely think the organization is really trying to see how much they can get out of Kuzmenko. This guy could be a franchise player. Um, he, I'm actually going to talk about this now. I was going to talk about this later, but yeah. he's sitting at a, tw- a 27, almost a 28% shot percentage this year. 28%. 28? 28%. Wow. On 34 goals. Now the thing is that's best in the NHL by a lot. Wow. That's ahead of uh, Pavel Buk- Buknovic in St. Louis at 21.5%. So think about 21.5%. That's 30% higher. Wow. He's 30% higher wow. than the next best player in the NHL right now. Now, just for comparison, some of the best to ever play the game have struggled to break the 20% mark in their career, over yeah. the span of their career. Mario Lemieux, 18.99%. Wayne Gretzky, 17.57%. Mike Bossy, higher side, he was, I think he was number three in all-time standing, 21.25%. And the career shooting percentage... Best goes to Craig Simpson at 23.66. But that means Kuzmenko is still 15%. Or sorry, uh, Craig Simpson, the all-time leader in that category, is 15% lower than Kuzmenko this season. That's unreal. Yeah. So just That's shows unreal. you what a gem. Like, like, what Doesn't is- surprise me, though, because every time I, f- I see him you know, line up with a shot, I'm, I, I have a feel like instantly I'm like, oh, it's got to go in. Yeah. You just you have that sense of feeling. Yeah. But uh, that's incredible. That's awesome. Well, let's talk about some more about the trades that have happened sure. and the trades that we want to see happen. Who's the trade bait? Well, what are we looking at up to trade deadline? Uh, I think, Taryn, you had a question about that. 
Uh, I did have a question on that, but I did want to get into uh, Kenny. I uh, thanks to Sam here, our, wonderful, our, our, my my co uh, tech. Uh, sorry. My co-fact checker, he actually got this before I did. Uh, <laughs> Ethan Bear's contract, which was originally signed with Carolina uh, for two point two million, and does end this season. So yeah, this gotcha. year, so next yeah, season, he's, he's uh, so they do got to figure that out. Yeah, then. but my question for the trade deadline is: we got Philip Hronik, which mm-hmm. I believe okay. I'm the name wrong, but I understand from what I understand, I understand. Yes, he's injured. He's going to come back, and like you know, we have a struggling kind of day defense day, line. He's fine. He's, yeah, you, we were telling before you were telling me. They're not rushing anyone back right now because they just can't risk ruining their reputation further on the injury management front. Our players will no longer want to come here, so I think they're just yeah. making sure that they're erring on the side of caution. I would almost say he's probably just a healthy scratch at this point. I don't know. From what I've heard, he's not all that injured. Yeah. But regardless, but, but my question was is that you know from what I understand he ha- he's coming up to a, a pay raise. And we were already suffering from pretty massive, you know, the JT Miller contract that didn't, uh, sorry, JT Miller's big massive contract, Ekman Larsman big, big massive contract. We're in a pretty big development stage with, with our players. Do we really want to sign another a player that, yes, he is a really good defenseman and on a breakout season, but could take us for a really big long, like long salary cap and long salary contract that then takes away from younger or development players to get us into a point again. Is that the move? Is that what we kind of did? I kind of feel it was a very Vancouverish move other than going yeah. young and for draft picks. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know who to ask other than you guys. So Well, we, we, we gave up a lot for that, right? And the thing is, but you got to yeah. ask yourself, were we going to get a, a premium caliber defenseman for that first round pick? Probably not. Not without development. So that's like three, four years down the road. You know, uh, Hranik is a, he's a young defense, youngish defenseman. He's in the prime of his career. We don't have to develop him. Uh, he's a four point four million dollar cap hit this season, right? He's about a hundred k per point guy. You're right. When he resigns, we might have to pay him a little more. But I think he's a premium defenseman, and he still hasn't shown shown up enough. Like he's having a breakout year this year, but not to the point where he's going to cash in big time on his next contract. I don't think. So I think you could still have potential to lo- to get him in on a two or three year contract late into his twenties, maybe around a four or five million dollar guy, somewhere around that. And I think that he's like a lot of pl- a lot of organizations in the league are humming about him and saying that he's a premium defenseman. Premium defensemen are extremely expensive in this market right now. So I mean, these premium defensemen, like they're making eight million dollars, right? So. Heranic has potential to be that level of a defenseman, and if we're getting him at this, you know, four, five, six million dollar a year salary cap hit, I think he's going to be a good addition to the team. And why? Why have defensemen like premium defensemen in the in the in the price for defensemen just kind of jumped up so recently? Is that just like a phase in the NHL? Because they've always been like everyone has always wanted one, but. Like as someone who you know doesn't always keep keeping track, why why are they so specifically the last like couple of years been such a high high hot commodity? It's because how valuable uh, goalies are right now in the NHL. Premium goalies are really difficult to develop and get. There's really maybe only ten absolutely premium goalies that if mm-hmm. you ask everyone in the NHL, they would probably pick those ten as the the starters in the NHL. And by the way, Demko is amongst amongst them. But in order to keep those goalies, you have to have good defense or else the goalies won't sign because they're going to say, well, I don't want a defense that's going to let in all these goals and let in bad plays and force me to go, you know, play out of my head so I get injured, right? And that's yeah. what happened with Demko this year. They had big, they had a big slot issue on that lefty, 
And it caused a lot of goals. And it caused him to lose confidence. It caused him to flop around more. He got injured. All these things are a result of not having premium defensemen. That's why there's a higher price ticket on these guys now versus, say, five, six years ago when there was a deeper uh, goalie pool. you got to realize, that, look at how the scoring is now. Like, these guys are much more skilled, and, and the, you got these faster players. they got more room to move, more room to skate, more room to score. The, going, the goal scoring averages are going up. These goalies are getting lit up by Christmas. So premium goalies are hard to come by. Therefore, you need premium defensemen to keep them, and that's what's causing that. Well, I think, too, uh, one other thing to think of, about is, like, right-handed shot D are a lot harder to come across uh, than left-handed right. And yeah. so the value on the right-handed D, which is what the Canucks have have needed for a long time, um, <laughs> they just haven't been able to find it, right? And I think, um, let's be honest, the Canucks cannot come into next season with the same defense they have this year. They did it last year, we said that, and they came in this year with the same D, and that start they had was just, uh, it was horrendous. So, I mean, Heronic, I don't know enough about him to really kind of judge him, but I'd love to see him kind of in action and playing so we can kind of see. But from what I hear, he's a pretty solid right-handed D and and really the only one that was kind of at that caliber uh, available. And you're going to have to give something up for him. So yeah. Um, now, and if, if you can have Hughes and you have a right, right-handed D like Heronic that can drive play, you now have a solid left, a solid right. Um, mm-hmm. and the rest you can fit in, right? So, yeah, it, it kind of stung to see them. Like everybody was getting really enthused by the idea that we were picking up these high draft picks in some good moves to dump some players that we didn't mm-hmm. necessarily need in the organization, and then all of a sudden they just gave it away in one trade. But make no mistake about it, this was a premium player acquisition, and you know, I mean, I'm still not. I'm on the fence as to whether it was a good trade or not. But yeah. I'm just saying, I don't think it's as bad of a trade as people are saying it is. Uh, I would have rather seen maybe a third round, fourth round pick in addition to that first rounder. But outside of Connor Bedard, it's kind of the Connor Bedard, Bedard sweepstakes. There's there's a lot of depth in this uh, upcoming draft, and not necessarily at the top of the draft. Like I'm saying, there could be a lot of depth at the third and fourth uh, yeah. level. There again, that's added by we've touched on this with the speed of these guys that are coming up that are smaller. So there's a deeper talent pool to draw from. Plus, you've got on a international junior level the best talent pool we've ever seen period in the world of hockey so and that was shown by the world juniors this year where it was probably the most talented field of players ever and russia wasn't even playing in it yeah so like you yeah. gotta think these slovakians these latvians these heck germans like these guys are coming up swiss the swiss team like these junior players they need to get drafted somewhere no, absolutely. Those are third, fourth, fourth round picks. You can get franchise players in the third, fourth round. They, this year. They're saying this draft is probably the deepest draft they've seen since the McDavid Eichel draft, and it's not just because of Connor Bedard uh, being who he is, but just everything, all the other players that are that are going to mm-hmm. be available, right? So, um, because I mean that that fifteen sixteen draft was, I mean you can go through the list. It was it was unreal. Um, yes. Yeah, and here we are, you know, seven wins in our last ten, really really playing ourselves out of the uh, Connor Bedard sweepstakes. We're now 11 points out of last place. Yeah. That's right. When you're a Canucks fan, you track how far you are out of last, not out of first. But, uh, yeah. It's true. It's true. Well, hey, Carl, let's go through these last two quick trades. So Lazar goes to New Jersey for a fourth-round pick in 2024. Nothing big on that one, but I do want to. I do want to talk about. Uh, just, just want to bring some light to this uh, Horvat Beauvillier trade, just because uh, uh, I, I thought it 
kind of interesting to kind of look at uh, how it developed. Um, before we made that trade, Horvat had 54 points in 49 games, 31 goals in those 49 games. Uh, Beauvillier had 20 points in 49 games with the Islanders. Since they've switched teams, Bo Horvat has 9 points in 18 games, and Beauvillier has 14 points in 17 games, 7 of those goals. Um, Do you believe in magic? Yeah. <laughs> Might be the PD magic. I don't know, but... Uh, listen, you know what, uh, I mean, different, listen, different team, different style, right? The Islanders have a different, uh, I mean, they win games two to one, one, nothing. Right. So I don't think he's going to pile as many goals, but, uh, I don't know. What are you thinking of this trade right now? Well, and that's why when the trade happened, I wasn't really gnawing at it too bad. I, 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 you know, I thought we could get our, our side of it out of it. Like mm-hmm. I thought we, it wasn't lopsided. Uh, I've been mixed on Bo Horvat, you know that. And the thing yeah. is, like I like Bo and I like what he was producing this year, but it was a, it was a stereotypical contract year player, right? And the Canucks can no longer take chances on that. That's, that's yeah. the type of player they should have either signed last year or be prepared to let him go. Plain and simple. So instead of signing him, they signed JT Miller, and that's just the way it is. So at this point, I, I kept saying, like, they had to trade Bo. They had to trade Bo. Bo couldn't stay in this organization. It just it wasn't a fit anymore as far as I was concerned, even though I like Bo, and I think he's a skilled player. It's just, what if it went wrong? What if he signed for $9 million, you know, 9.5 or something, and then went out and had a season like didn't have another season like this year. Yeah. Struggled to break 60, 70 points. And he's, the, you know, his past would indicate that that's a possibility. We mm-hmm. couldn't take that risk. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree 100%. So, so I think it's worked out great. Yeah. Beauty. Uh, so who would we like to see go? So I got kind of my uh, my poop list here of people I'd like to see go. Um, <laughs> Let's hear it. So obviously, you know, JT, JT Miller, I think they need to get rid of him now. Uh, he has a no trade clause. Uh, that kicks in once his extension comes up. Uh, he has a no movement, no trade clause that includes 15 no trade teams. So that really limits our possibilities. They need to get rid of him now, even if they dump him for free. Didn't I don't see him fitting in this organization. Wasn't there like a weird, ru- uh, an interesting rumor of Pittsburgh offering? Why would Pittsburgh pick yeah. him up? Pittsburgh. Well, I heard I heard there's one team wanted to like consider what? picking up. I heard that. No, I heard the same and thing though. But it made no sense to me. Why would Pittsburgh pick up an aging player? They all of their top ten players on their scoring list, and you could search this every single oh, one man. if you want. No, I know this for a fact. Every single one of them, because I was looking at this the other day, all ten of their top ten scorers oh. on the Pittsburgh Penguins will either be in their forties or retired in five years. So. Why would they pick up another guy that's going to contribute to that? And you know that that's exact statistic. They're an aging team. They need to rebuild. Pittsburgh problem with rebuilding with a franchise player like Sidney Crosby, or the problem that the Capitals are having with Ovechkin is you have to give them the courtesy of letting them play out, right? Yeah. You can't can't dump them. You can't. You you, you just can't. Same with the Sedins in Vancouver. You got to let them go. Have their swan song. They've contributed, even if it takes a couple seasons. The fans understand. They'll still contribute to the to the ticket sales just to watch those last. Plus, what a great run they're going to have in Washington watching Ovechkin break Gretzky's record, which he's going to do, by yeah, the way. That will be awesome. He'll play until he breaks it. He doesn't care if he has to play with artificial limbs. He'll play until he breaks that record. Plain and simple. I've been calling that for 10 years. I've been how, saying how, he's going to break Gretzky's scoring record. How far away is he? Like, isn't he oh. pretty... I haven't tracked it lately, but it's still a couple years close. away from 
coming up, right? But yeah. uh, you know, he's he's in the chase now. He's in the hunt. He's number two. It's true. Yeah. No, he could. So, so okay. So let me get this right. Okay. So Miller. Miller's got 20 points in his last 18 games. He's actually a plus five, which is different for him because he's usually, a, you know, a, well, he's trending minus nine for the season. So yeah. plus plus five in his last uh, in his last 10 games, or what did I say, 20 games, sorry? Yeah. Uh, yeah, in his last 20 games. So 18 games. So this is basically since the All-Star break, right? So he got 20 points in those 18 games. and it's like great. Makes him look really good for a trade. I hope all the other teams in the NHL look at that and go, wow, what a great player. We should pick him up. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> so you're saying the rush on that is is his no-trade clause kicking We can't in. take a risk on this guy not performing. He's going to be a, a mid-30-year-old by the time he finishes his contract with us making big bank. Uh, absolutely. We but risk it. If we can get rid of him for free right now, I would do it. Send a bag of pucks with him too. Just <laughs> to sweeten the deal. Sign with the rest of the team. Just – Bye. Thank you. Yeah, you think so? You don't think he could be a productive player until you get a deal that makes sense? <laughs> if you don't trade him this year, yeah. he's not going anywhere, and we're stuck with him for the rest of his contract. Okay. Okay. That's my belief on JT okay. Miller. But okay. I thought they should have got rid of him last year when he was performing. But yeah. Like, well, you're not going to trade him. He's the only guy performing. Yeah. And then this year, Horvat, I'm like, well, you got to trade him. Everybody goes, well, you know, I trade him. He's the only one performing. And look what's happening. I feel like I'm yep. taking crazy pills over here, but nope. you know, I don't think I'm on crazy pills. <laughs> it was the Zoolander. <laughs> yeah, the Zoolander. Also, Ovechkin is seventy as of yesterday is seventy-seven away. Seventy-seven, 77 goals. Yep. Seventy-seven so, goals. So like two seasons could be two seasons. Yeah, he's gonna do it. He could do it in two seasons for sure. I have a few bets around that. I'll make maybe, like a thousand bucks when he does that. Maybe a, th- maybe a season and a half. Yeah, if he, like oh. I feel like if he I'll if pay he half my season tickets. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like if he can get like an early like a like an early like lead on on it like an early set of uh goals in the, f- in the next season he could probably just like gun for it oh yeah. that would that would be awesome okay yeah. so you got miller who else you got on your list oel yeah okay now, i'm, with you. Like I'm with you on that one i like oel but here's the thing so he's just awful minus 24 <laughs> awful uh you got two Larson? goals 20 assists 22 nope. points not horrible production i think he's second on the team in defensive uh production behind hughes but let's talk about it. Like, he's making pretty much the same amount as Hughes. And he's getting a third of the points production, and he's on the ice for a lot of goals. So he's a stinker, and it's starting to look more... Like, the thing is, it's harder and harder to watch this now that, you know, Louis Erickson, we would have been rid of him by now, right? Louis Erickson would have been out, oh, yeah. out from under us. So, or we would have out from under him, I should say. So this is kind of a, a hard pill to swallow now. But I do like OEL. I've always thought he has potential to play well. Let's see if uh, maybe some new pairing partners will change things. Um, you know, maybe get him with. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens as they as they adjust the def- defense. But it certainly seems like we're stuck with him. Yeah, I mean the only other the only option would be a buyout, and a buyout just I don't know. In my mind, it just doesn't make sense with the amount of money that you're going to have to pay out. Right? It's going to handcuff yeah. the team. Yeah. Well, but, at least uh, he produces somewhat. But he's got to get that plus minus rating up. Jeez. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, Brock Besser was another one. So I've always been a big fan of Brock Besser. You yeah. Know that. So it's hard for me to talk about Brock Besser as someone I want on the trading block right now. But there again, another player with an awful plus minus at minus 20. Minus 20. Brock Besser. Who would have thought that you'd see him fall that far from grace? Um, I think he has more in him. Uh, you know, I, I think. Uh, but I really think that he's the, probably the most likely candidate to be traded yeah. from the Canucks what, what? because there's arguments either way for his. So he's he's a good trade candidate for other teams. 
yeah. yeah. Why? Why? What do you think contributed to that kind of like that fall? That such a massive fall from other than just you know terrible start to the year, but just. Like, I mean, he he's had a lot of personal yeah. issues too yeah. as well. He's had oh. to overcome, obviously, like you know, with the the death of his father last year and and all the stuff that was going on. But I think like, I think our perception of Brock Besser, um, just in the industry, kind of kind of has to change a bit. I think when he came in, he had that like rookie year that was like rock solid shot the goals he was putting up everyone's speed, like this guy's going to be a goal scorer yeah. and he's turned out to be a pretty good playmaker too like he's yeah. you know like he's i mean i mean right now he's got three only three goals but 12 assists so 15 points in his last 18 games so almost a point per game but minus seven in those 18 games um so yeah i mean there's I think I I don't mind seeing him go on the trade block as long as we get something for him, maybe some draft picks that we can develop. Yeah. Because the draft is so deep this year, and we just lost a bunch getting uh, Hranic. So I wouldn't mind getting a little. I wouldn't mind trading Besser for some, you know, a bag of beans here and see what the beans turn into. Yeah. Um, no, I I agree. Tyler Myers, I would love to see him go. He's just you know such a big cap hit. Um, I've never been impressed with him. You know, minus twelve, sixty six penalty minutes. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just not impressed with him at all. I wouldn't mind seeing him go. And I know there's a lot of teams that really like his size and the, the idea of him. Yeah, but how much do you see him use that size? I mean, other than when he's hitting John Tavares, which, I mean, we only get to see him play once or twice a year, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, he... I, I, I mean, when he plays physical, it's awesome. Was, but it's so far... What's that? Wasn't Tyler Myers the one that you told me about, like, like early in the season? Like, this is a big guy, Taryn. You'd love to see this guy hit. Is that Tyler oh, yeah. Myers? Is that the same? Yeah, yeah. The, the guy's, like, six, I mean, I'm not... I think he's 6'9 or something like we that. We have a like post of him skates. just crunching a cup, like... Uh, that hit on Tavares was awesome. He's, and just he, lit he that plays, game on fire. He's big boy. He can throw his weight around, but he just doesn't. Yeah. But I think there's a perception of it. So, therefore, to me, I'm thinking Tyler Myers and Brock Besser are the most likely to trade because yeah. we've retooled a lot of things now, and I don't know that we need to be rushing into trades or making rash decisions at this point. Uh, I think the only rash decision would be JT Miller bringing anything for him. He'll be gone. Yeah. I, I could really see that. I don't, you know. Well, the team says they want to play faster, and if that's the case, like Brock Besser just doesn't really fit into that, right? He and he's already asked. Though. Wasn't he like? He used to be. Here? Yeah, I what? think so. His rookie year, he seemed that way, but he's just it doesn't seem like he the, has. I don't know if I can say this on like community radio, but is he into the nose beers or what? what? No, I I think we, he we had. Can, we, you, can, you can infer it. You can ask and infer <laughs> it. But, yeah. I said his code word, but I don't know. Like some of these cocky players have that problem. It really impacts their speed because their heart gets less strong. I don't know. There's a lot of impact to that type of fun. Fun stuff. fact, though. You know who has the second most pen- penalty minutes on our team? Who's that? after after um, Myers? JT Miller with fifty-five. There you go. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's another guy mm-hmm. that's like go. that's not helping, right? These are not <laughs> contributors. Yeah. Anyways, then, let's talk about something positive. So Thatcher Demko, uh, you know, uh, let's talk about the goaltending here. So Thatcher Demko, four wins in his last five starts. I think he's playing really well. I mean, but I always consider him such a good goalie and I think that any any negatives that he's had this season has been related to injury and or poor defensive play so I mean mm-hmm. that was an impressive showing against the Leafs the other night right oh. like when you have 37 saves on 38 shots yeah yeah just clutch performance that's I'm glad to see him back playing I'm glad to see him for all intents and purposes uh seems to be in the talk pocket and seems to be happy 
with he's bought into the new program. Hey, you like that, Taryn? The talker pocket? I do Sam, like that. That was, like that. that was a good one. Yeah, I'm coining that phrase. Yeah, that's a beauty. And these guys that buy into the to the new coaching regime, they're they're in the talker pocket. Well, listen, he's. We should, we should. You should make a like immediately make a social media post with the with the hashtag. Get onto the hashtag thing. And get it. Get it like put onto our, your <laughs> yeah. account I'll, so that way it becomes copier. Not copier, but at least trademark for us. For yeah, you guys. sure. Well, if, I'll, I'll take our recording. I'll strip that out. And, uh, well, yeah, hey, listen, it, yeah. he is. I'm also going to do the the uh, shot percentage for Kuzmenko because I think we're the first ones to break that story. Yeah, I haven't yeah, listened. That I, that's the first I've heard of it. So mm-hmm. that, that's a that's a, real, a beauty stat. As a sports editor, you guys are doing some real journalism. Yeah, not right bad, here. eh? There you go. There you go. Yeah. Meanwhile, it turned out there was just like a ketchup stain on the screen, and I read it wrong or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is Bush League. This is Bush League. Yeah. But uh, no, like you were saying about Demko, like he's five two and zero uh, in the last seven games that since he's come back, his goals against average two point three and save percentage. 0.923 in those seven games which is wow. now i just want to say like i heard when uh alvin and them were talking about trades there was a lot of talk about demko being on that block i don't know if there was any truth to that or not but if he was on the block and there were teams out there that passed up on an opportunity to have this goalie at five years at 5.25 million uh wow Anything but short- i'm happy we didn't give him up because this guy is honestly he is by far, top five goalie in the league when he's on fire, Anything if not the short best. Short of a guaranteed number one draft pick for Connor Bedard is a bad <laughs> trade. <laughs> when it comes to Demko, that's the only thing I would trade for Demko right now is guaranteed Connor Bedard. Yeah, after those, after these last five wins that took us out of the Bedard uh, basket. Yeah, yeah, that's, he, that's he's just such a level-headed Bedard guy, basket, though. Too is that, like, is that part of the talking pocket? <laughs> I, I guess so. I, I don't know if that's a real thing or not. Uh, but no, he's just such a level-headed guy. Like just listening to his interviews, they're talking about how his game's back and asking him questions about the beginning of the season and just him coming yeah. through being like, I'm happy I went through that. Like I, you know, that was a challenge for me and it had to get mentally right, you know, and just, uh, yeah, not just talking about it or trying to like discredit the fact that that happened. He, he feels he's better for it. Right. So he's anyways, a top 10 goalie awesome. in the NHL right now. And, you and need that's it. not going to change in the next year. So, uh, you know, I, I don't want to see him go by any means. I would hate to see him go. Uh, Demko's Pedersen. back, baby. Yeah, Demko's back. And uh, so, All right, Pedersen is captain. Uh, they were talking to Bruce Boudreaux. He I heard that. that. This is likely the case, that he thinks Pedersen will be the next captain. A lot of people trashing on this, but the room seems to really like the idea of Pedersen as captain, but the room likes it. Like what? The what yeah. Likes it. Why would they trash that though? Wouldn't because uh, because I even just seen it when I went before we, I got your notes. I really thought that's a great choice. So why yeah, why were the rest of the, why he has no captaining experience? He's never been a captain of any team he's played for. Yeah. Mm. So I yeah. think that's that's the concern is, but if he's emerging as a leader in the dressing room and his play can really lead the oh, team and galvanize the team. I think he's a strong choice for captain. I would love to see him play captain, especially with the young Swedish talent we bring into this team and we have on this team. I, I don't mind it at all. We need a captain. And most importantly, JT Miller seems to like it. JT Miller yeah. has reported that he's enjoying coming to the rink every day. And, and maybe that's why he's performing better. Maybe that's why he's trying harder. Yeah. Uh, so if we can get better performance, if we get stuck with Miller for the entirety of his contract, whatever will keep him happy, I want to see because we need that guy to produce based on his cap hit. And yeah. when he's playing hard, he is a really good utility player. He can play any position on the ice. JT Miller, is he showed it to us last year when he was yeah. leading the team. 
He can play well. He can be a 100-plus point guy. Oh, man. I don't know if you were watching that one. I can't remember which game it was now, but uh, the Canucks, like JT Miller and Pedersen on that shorthanded goal that they scored, the, like, tic-tac-toe. Yeah. It was in Dallas. No, it wasn't Dallas. I can't I can't remember cuz uh you know, there's been so many games since we last recorded but yeah it was just such a such a really okay. yeah, it was such a beauty just just it was nice True. to see the two of them cuz you heard all this all this uh smack about the two of them and their you know their their clash and behaviors and stuff like to see the two of them connect on that goal and you know just uh you know happy I mean Pedersen since the All-Star break he's he's got 10 goals and 17 assists in 18 games. So 27 points in 18 games. He's got 85 points this season. Unreal, eh? 31 goals, 54 points. And he just keeps getting them. Plus 13, too. So yeah. He's just that good. And I wanted to talk about that. You know, Pedersen and Hughes, the, how well they've been playing lately and just this season after mm-hmm. the contracts that we signed them to. And I'm just so happy with those two players. I think we, you know, really made the right move with those guys. Um, and, you know, they're going to Hughes, 61 points. Mm-hmm. Reached 200 assists. He's quicker than any other D-man in history. NHL history to reach 200 assists. So do you, do you know how old that record is that he broke? No. So it's been 30 years, and the, it was set by Leach in 1991-92. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Like, you think about all the great, like, there's some, been some pretty good defensemen come in the league since 1991-92. Immediately, I think of, um, is it Duncan Keith? Yeah, Chicago. Like I immediately think of that, and like, how did he not break it? When he first came in, he was solid. I mean, Chicago was pretty solid, but yeah, there's just been so many good D that have come through the the league since '91, '92, and to think that uh, I mean, he just squeaked it out by one game, but hey, uh, he holds that record now, right? Mm -hmm. Beauty. Hey, um, Rick Talk had talked about the. um, I want to talk about the coaching regime, how what we think so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we're, we're falling a little behind in terms of timing, so let's not come, spend too long on it. But I think, uh, you know, talking, you mentioned talk, uh, stressing fitness this offseason. I'm really happy to hear that because Boudreaux was never really overly big on that. He left a lot of that to the trainers. I love seeing a head coach taking a more active role in the player's fitness and creating accountability around their fitness on the club. I think that's important. Um, also, with Pedersen being a captain, that'll be a big priority is fitness mm-hmm. on the team. Mm-hmm. So, no, I agree. I also wanted to mention people stop ragging on Connor Garland. He's not that that bad compared <laughs> to his contract. Okay, uh, uh, he's doing just fine. He's got 12, uh, 12 goals, twenty six assists, thirty eight points uh, as a f- uh, just under five million dollar cap hit. Right. So let's take it easy on the guy. You know he's under one hundred and fifty k a point, and uh, you know not a bad pro- not a bad plus minus. He's around even, but pl- minus three. Uh, over the 66 games he's played this year. So let's leave Connor Garland alone, let him play. I think he was a good addition to the team considering we were able to dump Lou Erickson in that trade. So. Yeah, and he, he's a he's a pesty player too. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys watched the Arizona game last night, but anybody know what he did to Zach Cassian? Because I'm telling you, like Zach Cassian was just like, basically had him in a headlock for like two minutes. And you mean Zach Cassian lost his temper? Yeah. And I don't know what Connor Garland did. I was watching the game. I'm like, what did he do? I have no idea what's going on right now. And uh, we all know how big Zach Cassian is. And uh, I'm pretty sure Connor Garland's like the smallest guy in the NHL. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that Cassian uh, just drives me crazy. I actually loved him when we first got him in Vancouver. And then uh, yeah. he's just a goof. Just a just, goon. And he's just never learned skilled big guy too it's yeah just a shame he was to when he came in 
You know, it could have been something. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, the woes of what could have been. Uh, all right. Abbotsford Canucks. Yeah. So let's talk about the Calder Cup picture. It's been a while since we've touched on Abbotsford. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been on a bit of a downward slide since we've been shuffling players up to the big team. You know, playing under 500 hockey the last 10 games or so. We've lost that inconsistency in the lineup. Um, you know, uh, it makes it tough for Carlton and his team to kind of manage the team, I think, when they're really, uh, you know, constantly changing. It's hard to get a good practice routine going and set plays when there's a lot of changes in, in the players. Uh, but we still sit firmly in the top half of the Pacific Division standings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, poised for, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be in the playoff picture. Hopefully we could hang on to that home ice advantage. But just a little food for thought here. And this is something, you know, that listeners uh, of the show, all five of you, uh, are very familiar with uh, the, the NHL. <laughs> and you don't really think about the, the NHL format and how it can create some nuance that you don't really think about. Uh, so going to the Calder Cup playoffs, think about this. This Pacific division is going to be the toughest division to play in in the Calder Cup mm-hmm. playoffs this year. Because of the fact that you have two teams in that upper echelon, right? That, uh, um, what's it called? The, uh, with the, uh, you know, with, uh, with sorry, uh, Coachella Valley and Calgary, right? They're in the upper echelon of teams up there with uh, Providence and Toronto this year. Uh, they've, they've really emerged as the top five, top six teams in the NHL, right? With some of the other teams kind of in the talks there, like Texas, Vancouver, uh, or sorry, Texas, Abbotsford, yeah. and um, uh, the Hershey Bears. But really those top five teams have just kind of just us two of them in our division. Yeah, the, and, the, the only two teams to clinch a playoff spot right now. They're just yeah. miles ahead of everyone else. It's crazy. And here's the thing. Now think about this too. So then you, you look at, okay, well, who do you play in the first round, okay? Yeah. Well, San Diego Gulls, San Jose Barracuda, and the Tucson Roadrunners are all set to receive help from the parent club because none of those teams, their parent club is probably not going to make the playoffs. Well, they're not going to make the playoffs. So all of those teams are going to get help. Plus, Henderson has been underperforming all season with their parent club in second place in the West, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got to think about these things, that these could be tough teams to come up against. So there's no easy road for Abbotsford that called the cup playoffs, making it that much more important to get home ice advantage in the first round so we can take control of that, especially against the California teams where we got beat by the California ice last year. And so, we won't and we won't be getting a lot of help from our parent club because of whatever no, reasons. We will. No, we, oh, we, 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 we will too. We will, okay. be, yeah. we will be getting quite Which a bit. Which is going to be exciting. Yeah. you got to figure Breezebaugh, Olanen, Podsy, probably PDG, Sheldon Dries. Okay. Juleson? Okay. Yeah, Juleson. Carl, I, I I put together uh, oh. I put together I just a, just a hear me list? out on a this. Dream list I put of... together a potential lineup Ooh. for the Calder Cup. Ooh. Just hear me out. These are players that are eligible. Some of them are playing with the Vancouver Canucks right now. But I really like I really like team? the I really like the Nils <laughs> Carlson line. So uh, I have Hoggy Amon, uh Nils Amon and uh, Carlson on a line. Yeah. Uh, PDG, Dowling and Podsy, Klim, Aturatu and Rao, Baines, Nielsen and Arsenal. So that could be our top four lines. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That that could be a line. That could be a team that 
that Carl, you won't have to wear another Bakersfield Condor <laughs> shirt or jersey. So, uh, so on on D, yeah. you, on D, <laughs> the pain in your face when I said that. Uh, <laughs> uh, on D, you have Wallanen really and Rathbone. Suck, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, you, actually, made, you made the best out of it, so it was it was actually our, really well for done. All of our new listeners, the three of you out there. So I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna over. Hey man, you joke. just dropped it's, our it's, listeners by two. Come hey. on, there was well, no, five no, before. No, there were two that were before. The, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> those, those, yeah. Carl's, Carl and your mom should always never be dropped. No, that's right. Uh, yeah. uh, th- the three. Um, so what we, you know, uh, oh, geez, I got all distracted now. Uh, Bakersfield. We were talking about Bakersfield. Oh, my jersey. Yeah, so I had to wear a Bakersfield uh, shirt to uh, the first home game against them here in Abbotsford this year because we lost them in the playoffs. And I lost a bet to the fan club in Bakersfield, just so people know and are aware of what we're talking about with that. And it sucked. But your street cred went way up for yeah for committing to the joke. To yeah. The bit. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we. we yeah. Hey, there, there's a. This is an Instagram plug. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah check out our Instagram at underscore Bush League and Bush League Radio on Facebook. Sa- you Sam's can go about, on there. Sam's about to add it right now. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you it's go beauty. on there. You can check out our uh, our videos there around that that shirt. They're pretty funny. But uh, yeah. Okay. So, so let me can... let me get to the D. So the D. Craig will or uh, sorry, Christian Wolanin, uh Jack Rathbone, Noah Yulson. Uh, Wu, Breeze, AKL, and and or Keeper, I guess, as your last two. So that's a pretty solid D lineup too as well. Obviously, Willanen, Yulson, and Breeze are all up with the NHL right now. And Breeze uh, obviously getting a contract extension. Um, Willanen's contract's up at the end of the year. Uh, it'd be nice to see him get an extension, but I guess it depends what way they want to go. And then in net, you got Seelovs and Martin. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, like... Yeah, it's going to be some exciting hockey with Vancouver out of it in the NHL. Um, they basically, right after the trade deadline, they dropped all these guys down and pu- called them all back up to make them eligible for the playoffs. So yeah, they should um, just send uh, all of Reckman Larson down too. Hopefully, somebody will pick them up off waivers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. And JT if not, if not, you gotta you gotta put, put them in the put them in the AHL. Some some people, the scouts that I've seen up at the press box, were like, oh that that. The UOL guy is really something. He'll be the highest paid. You should take them. But you know what? They all have <laughs> they all have minor league pay contracts, so you'd have to pay them that same amount of money just, just playing atmosphere. They'd <laughs> <laughs> be buying dinner all the time for the players down here. Yeah. Hey, uh, be a, he'd be a good uh, mentor for the rest of the days, right? Yeah. But so anyways, like what, what pretty solid lineup. Who, who's the go-to goalie for the Calder Cup? Spencer Martin or Artur Silov? I feel like you got to give it to Silovs with what he's done all season long. I mean, this guy's been his. Well, I mean, he's sorry. He's sitting at uh, twenty-two, ten, and five. So twenty-two wins, ten yeah. losses, five OT. I mean, listen, he's. I think his twenty-two wins. I mean, I could be wrong on this one, but I think his twenty-two wins is still like like third or fourth most yep. wins and he's been up with the NHL for like the last like you know he missed probably 10 games right yeah, yeah. so i mean um, well, Martin has 10 games in now right so yeah yeah, yeah. um i i still say C loves too i go C agree well Spencer yeah. Martin's not exactly uh, ra- uh rallying his own cause here right at yeah. 4 5 and 1 but i, I felt so bad cuz it was my mom's birthday a few uh, a week or so ago and so happy birthday Terrence mom yeah happy yeah. birthday I, I actually had her on uh Aaron, uh, Aaron, Le- station manager Aaron Levy show. She came in and was on air. Uh, nice. So she was excited. But uh, we took her to the Manitoba Moose game on the seventh. Yeah, which yeah. Is her actual birthday, um, and she was like so horrid to Spencer Martin 
just every time there was a, every time someone was coming up, she was like, "Watch it, watch him just muffin muffin this in. This is gonna go in." And then when it happened, she's like, "Oh, who would have guessed?" And I was like, "Mom, just like let the guy let the guy just play, you know." And like, because like, I don't think I don't think he's a bad goalie. It's just not Spencer he, the muffin baker Martin. Yeah, he's just like not hot and not doing what he should be doing. Like I don't know. No, that's like, mean. I actually love Spencer Martin. Yeah, so yeah. No, he's a he's a he's a you know what? Actually, they did a autograph session um, after one of their games, and uh, I thought it was really funny. My daughter, she uh, asked me, she's like, "Do you have any cards?" And I'm like, "Well, not all these guys have played in the NHL, but I have a few." So I f- I dug up a few, and one was for Spencer Martin. And one were for, for Justin Dowling, and they were sitting at the same table. Oh, that's and so we went up, and my daughter grabs this card, and there's four people at a table. So Dowling was like the first one, so she gave it to him, and he signed the jersey and stuff. And then she got over to the next couple, and I was getting my jersey signed. And she looks at him, and she goes, I'm not sure who this card is for, but <laughs> whoever it is, could you sign it? And Spencer Martin's like, oh, that that that's me. I'll sign it. No problem. She's like... I can't tell because in the card you had, there's a mask on and I can't tell which one is who. And I was like, just laughing my head off. And Martin was such a class. He's like, oh, that's me. No worries. I'll take care of it for you. And so he signed it off for her and that it was, it was pretty funny. Was yeah. really cute. I couldn't help but yeah. laugh. That's, that's well, adorable. I'll, I'll, I don't know. I'll tell you, he's got to have a good night tonight or else I'm putting a muffin man clip in there. Oh. Do you know the muffin man? The is, muffin he, man? is he starting to The muffin man. Oh, yes, I know the muffin man. The one who lives <laughs> on Drury Lake. Uh, yeah. Is he starting tonight though? I mean, they got back to back, so I see me either play tonight or tomorrow. One of the two, right? Yeah, you tonight or tomorrow. So I got that that IG audio queued up, and I, I don't want to have to use it, Spencer. Come on. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, listen, I will tell you the 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 last game he played was pretty darn solid, man. Yeah. So well, yeah, it, was, it was nice no, to see that. It was nice to see that gotta, game. You got to figure for him though is probably a bit of a kick to the cojones to come down to Abbotsford. Yeah, right? that's a blow to the ego. So there's an adjustment period to that. Plus, the team's having some adjustments right now, and it's that's true. not happening. That hap- like he has let in some muffins. Like that's not. The, yeah. you know, but, let's not let's not beat but around the bush. He's a good goalie, you know? and so yeah. we'll see what happens here. Right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think Artur Silov's the guy you go with, but I will say this: I think Martin's the better goalie of the two, in my opinion. Like, like when you when they're both hot and they're both like on on like in the in the headspace in the game, I I probably agree with you. Yeah, I think Spencer Martin is a better goalie when he's on, but they're both so good. Like I would say they're two of the top goalies in the AHL right now. Yeah. Um, well, I know. I remember uh, before uh, before Christmas we did an episode when we were doing recording an episode. We were talking about that they were quite literally number like two and three in the AHL for yeah. the time, and they were only like point zero two percent off of each other well you know what even think about this if something were to happen with sealovs or spencer martin the playoffs like you also have colin delia right yeah so like like it's not like they're having to find some guy to come in and fill in fill in a spot or something like you still got a decent we release cupski or is he still uh i'm not sure i'm not sure on that one sorry i've been happy to see uh hirano playing some games too yeah yeah you know it's just it said he's played 22 games this season I don't feel like he's played that many games, but he hasn't been noticeable. Maybe he's been dressed, but hasn't played much. But I don't know. That is, yeah, I, I agree. What but I mean, us? there's with all the call ups and stuff like that, right? Like it's just been, uh, like you said, like I mean, obviously Hoglander's been leading the team with 15 points in those, you know, in the last 15 games. Uh, actually, I think we were at one of the games he attempted the the Michigan. 
Yeah. <laughs> he, hit the, he hit the post on the yeah. Michigan, the top yeah. corner. It was going in. I was like, oh, my gosh, he just did that right in front of us. Uh, he's obviously looking like he's playing with a ton of confidence. Uh, Tristan Nielsen, 10 points in his last 15 games. Um, Is he back this guy's, injury now? So uh, he, I'm not sure. They said it was a minor injury and that he was just going to be out like day to day. So Hopefully he could he's be back. back. Tonight and, you know, didn't, didn't you get a pic? Uh, didn't, who was it that asked for a picture of it to send to him? Yeah. So uh, obviously I was disappointed he wasn't uh, at the signing um, because for I those that to- don't know, Kenny, my co host, has a jersey that says Get Some, number 84. It's the and greatest it's, thing ever. Yeah. It's, and it's, so I was so excited yeah. to get him to sign it. And uh, his roommate, Mark Gatcomb, uh, we were, I laid the jersey down and like Rathbone was beside him, Ra was beside him, and they were just like, that is the greatest jersey. And Gat comes like, yeah, it's too bad Nielsen's not here today. I'm like, I know. I wanted to get him to sign. He goes, do you mind if I take a picture? Because he's going to love this. And so he took a picture right on the spot and sent it to him. I thought it was So now we got to awesome. get his attention. So the, Niel- the, 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 the Nielsen hunt continues. The, yeah. the Nielsen yeah. autograph hunt if, continues. Uh, so if he ever does I love like, it. If he ever does like a meteor scrum, <laughs> the rare times they do them in Abbott's hurt, if I'm, and I'm there and I get to do that, I'll let you know and I'll like, take it. Oh man! Like, actually, it'll no, be. I need to have you there for that. So. Oh, it'll listen. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be a lot it's of fun. Happen. But I it's do want to say this guy, um, he's actually not signed to an NHL contract. He was signed to an, a one year AHL contract yeah. uh, because nobody, pretty much everyone, passed up on him. And he, I love his game. So I really hope the Canucks. Sign him, uh, or Abbotsford Connect sign him. I think so. They, they, they brought him to the prospects camp. I was listening to uh, an interview with uh, Colleton, and Colleton was talking a lot about um, the players, and or not Colleton, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Ryan Johnson, um, the GM of the Abbotsford Connects, and he was talking a lot about some of the players. And one that he was talking a lot about was Nielsen, right? And said yeah. how happy he's been with his play and what he's done this season. They talked a lot about the the power training and the stuff they're going to be doing off-season training for these players to develop them and work on their skating uh, and work on a lot of the aspects of their game uh, for their development, which I think is, is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talked about Rathbone because there was a lot of discussion around, like, what's going on with Rathbone? Like, here's this guy who had this massive upside. Um, he's only got five points in his last 14 games. And yeah. Johnson talked a lot. Like, look, this is the second year in a row where he's been taken off the ice in a stretcher. He's had a serious injury two years in a row. It takes a lot to get back from that. And and also, they, which I thought was awesome, in the interview I was talking about, the guy who was interviewing him asked him, like, with Quinn Hughes on the team, Jack Rathbone has a very similar game to Quinn Hughes. Like, He's not gonna. He's not gonna take Quinn Hughes' spot. So he has to evolve his game, and he has to add other elements to his game. And Johnson said in the interview, "You're exactly right. Like we're getting him out on the penalty kill. We're getting him out in different areas, learning how to do different things, so that he can be a value. Because if you're sitting there going, well, my game yeah. is like his, you're not gonna get there. Quinn Hughes ain't going anywhere. Um, so yeah, you have to have other him stuff. In the second pairing, or just you know, a hundred percent, right? Give him that together, timing. Right? But I get what they're doing. They're trying to create a more well. They see a lot. Well rounded, round out his they game. They want to be a well rounded player, and I see that potential as well. I've seen that from the start. So I was, I'm glad they didn't rush him up this year. I'd like to see him play more NHL time next year. Yeah. But uh, hey, speaking of the guys up playing well in the NHL, Sheldon Dries, ten goals, five Dude. assists, fifteen points this season. I'm so glad to see him breaking out and doing well. I think he's going to be a permanent fixture on the Vancouver club next season. I'm looking forward to getting him back for the Calder Cup. Uh, Christian Wolanin, 
We've been saying all year that he deserved to play in the bigs. He's up there. He's a plus, plus six in 12 games. Yeah. With three assists and three points. Uh, you know, Wooly Bully, he's playing well. He's doing good. Uh, he's showing his strength as a two-way defenseman. I mean, he's an absolutely showing himself as an offensive defenseman. Now he's really showing what a valuable defenseman that guy, he's going to be. Yeah. I can see him play the whole year next year in the big club as well. So, yeah. Breezeball got a goal the other night. Yeah, and he got his signing. So he just signed a two-year deal. Here's the cool part. So the first year of that deal is a two-way contract. Yeah. The second year is one-way. So I don't know what that says. I mean, uh, whether they believe in him, they want one more year of development, and, and maybe their plans on getting him into the NHL in a year. I mean, this guy's been a sturdy veteran. A, sorry to give me a case. Yeah. That's probably more of a pressure from Breezeball's Camp. It could be too, yeah. yeah to like, say like, look, if you guys believe in me, like, you know, you got to yeah. give me an opportunity to be here too, right? Yeah. But I think like, uh, that's cool to see anyways. That was exciting. And then he get a goal. He has first NHL goal yeah. uh, the same week he signs his contract. So that was cool. And uh, how about PDG? Yeah, PDG, my boy. Yeah, PDG. Philip Wood. I think that's who I'm going to get for my next jersey is PDG. Yeah, uh, he's one. a beauty. I put Phil what PDG. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I want to get an. I want to get an Abbey or Vancouver jersey. I just don't know who who to get. Yeah, that's, that's the question. He's PDG's here. The he's there. Person. He's every bleep. <laughs> I do have something for you. Um, the unanswered question and unasked question of what happened to Kupski. Last I have of a news clipping is that he was injured against the Barracuda oh. in February and uh, then he's just been out. I haven't seen anything else. Any other news? Yeah. Clips, anything, say anything else. Anymore. He's yeah. kind of yesterday's news. but Well, yeah, I mean, with the with Martin down there and Seelaw's back in the, yeah, with the, the yeah. goalie tandem back, he's kind of, I guess he would be in the ECHL where he came from yeah. probably. So I want to rein this in because I know we don't have much time. So I want to rein this in and talk about the Ontario rain. See what I did there. Oh, that, that's oh. very close. Oh. Uh, so that's- we got the series this weekend, two games against the rain. We always struggle with the rain at home here. Uh, not just because it rains a lot in Abbotsford. Oh, I'm on the oh, pun. Oh, man. Fire. Oh, Yeesh. oh, oh. Yeah. It's oh, raining Dad jokes are paying off. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, so well, I wanted to say, obviously, my buddy Crash Tyne, and he's in town. Uh, love love TJ. Tied for the league, leading points, man. Always. He's this just boy, he's this guy. too good to be at the NHL level. Uh, uh, he should be up at the NHL. Why the Kings don't make better use of him, I don't know. We need him in Vancouver. I love TJ Tynan. Uh, Leas Anderson, uh, number 23, yep. folks, on the Ontario Reign, one to watch tonight. I've heard rumblings that Patrick Alvin loves this guy, and we could see a trade target for him uh, in, in coming to Vancouver. Now, with that, uh, just so people know a little background, I'm 2017 number seven overall draft pick. And he hasn't really broken out yet, but with 23 goals and 46 points this season with the rain, he seems poised for a move to the NHL. Well, you know and how he's young and he's still developing. You know how Patrick Alvin loves his first round picks that just yeah. seem to take a little longer to develop. So you could be onto something there. Absolutely. Oh, I'd love to see both of those guys come to Vancouver. Oh, they they got the ex uh, they got the ex Canuck draft pick Tyler Madden as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, oh, Tyler Matt, we're going to watch for that then, too. Right. How are we doing for time there, Terry? We're, like, right at the very end. I'm just looking for a nice, good playout song for you guys. Oh, well, I, you know, the I Bully Bully it seems I, like our bad luck one, but, yeah. I mean, he's playing so good up in, in Vancouver. I, I, did, I did just load that one up just in case we okay. didn't have another Let's idea. Let's do it in the truest but. sense of the form because we've been wanting to do that as our outro <laughs> for so long. For those that don't know, 
Christian Willan, we, we keep saying we want him to be called Wooly Bully, and they, we think they should play this song in the arena. But before we get to that, i got to do my little sign-off here. Definitely. So for Absolutely. everyone here in the booth, it's getting more and more crowded. We've got Sam Isaac, Taryn Midzane, Kenny Greencorn, and I'm your host, Carl Lundgren. This is Civil Radio 101.7 FM in Abbotsford, serving the Fraser Valley, located on the traditional unceded Stolo territory. Up next, we got Chill Rose Place coming at you. And that's always a good show. So take us out. Uno, dos, one, two, three, Crank that up. I'm doing the old man dance right now. <laughs> <laughs> 